We've all got a sports blueprint that helps us deal with the world of sports, helps us experience loss, helps us process winning and losing. And this sports blueprint was given to us through three types of programming when we were growing up, verbal, behavioral, and experiential programming. Now, this isn't to say that your family or the people around you or your peers or your coaches had ill intent when they were coaching you or talking to you about how to process sports performance. But since they're human like you and me, they're probably prone to making a mistake once in a while. And perhaps your sports blueprint isn't helping you perform better on the field. If you feel like there's a gap between your natural abilities and what's showing up on the field on game day, this is a podcast that you might really enjoy. So let's take you through uh, how your sports blueprint is largely formed. So let's talk about verbal conditioning. So these are things you probably heard or uh, you heard said around you or referred to in relation to sports your whole life. Things like you're a hard worker, you're either a winner or a loser. I don't believe in losing. Everybody gets a trophy. Nobody gets a trophy. There's no participation awards. How badly do you want it? He's a superstar. She's a superstar. Don't mess this up and miss. Be a good sport. You can't be good at sports and be a good person. I never play. My coach doesn't like me. On and on and on this goes. And like, so for example, in my house, my parents never really played sports. Sports were simply something they signed me up for to keep me from killing my brothers at home. Whether it's because they never played sports or were just busy all the time with three sons, sports were always viewed with a certain level of detachment. Something just nice to do to get Brendan out of the house so he stops driving everybody crazy. But as a middle school kid, and I feel like a lot of middle school kids have this too, there's a gaping hole uh, in the self-worth category that you're desperate to fill and call your own. And so I really dove into sports and football, particularly as my ticket to differentiate myself from my brothers who didn't really do sports too much. It was my ticket in with the popular kids because I had low self, might have had low self-esteem in high school. I felt like I needed sports as a crutch to pop my, to prop myself up socially. I needed something other than me to be, quote, okay with me when I looked in the mirror. And maybe you guys can relate. And what sports kind of became for me and my blueprint was my self-worth and where I would go to derive a lot of my self-worth. So for example, if I had a great game, I was a great Brendan. If I had a bad game, I was a terrible Brendan. Um, I had such a perfectionist mindset around sports, particularly from coaches who reinforced, um, you know, that hard work ethic and that perfection ethic that even if I had a great day, I didn't enjoy it for much because I had expected to do it anyway. Um, So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Then there's behavioral programming. So for example, what were your brothers, parents, sisters, family members like with sports growing up? Were they active All-Americans? Were they controlling, trying to live out their unmet athletic dreams through you? Were they understanding when you fell short? Or did they yell and curse you when you took the field on Saturday mornings to work on your technique? Did they love you for who you were or only what you did? Or did you feel like maybe you had to constantly prove yourself to your parents, family, friends to earn and keep their acceptance and approval? Um, For... 
the experiential programming. These are those experiences or moments that really define who you are as an athlete or even a person. So for example, was maybe you had an experience where you choked at a crucial moment. You took the shot and you missed. Or was there a moment when your father locked you out of the house for throwing an interception after a game? Was there a moment when your mom wouldn't talk to you for a week because you quit the soccer team and she had great dreams for you being a great soccer player? Was there a specific experience that might have scarred you? Um, And so, you know, we don't have to get too into the emotional, fluffy side of things. There's a time and place for that and that has value. But regardless of however you feel about it, we've all got verbal, behavioral, and experiential things that have conditioned us to view sports in a particular way. I would say for the kids that most saliently experience that gap between their ability and their in-game performance, their verbal, behavioral, and experiential compass is tilted more towards them getting inside their own head for them being a little bit more analytical. If you didn't find a way growing up playing sports in elementary school, middle school, or high school, or even college to be okay with who you were intrinsically without your sport, you're going to have a very, very hard time enjoying that sport and succeeding well in that sport. So, Let's turn this back to you. So a couple questions for you to think about today. What, what is your sports blueprint? What were the verbal things that were said around sports around you growing up? How does that impact you as an athlete today or maybe as a coach today or as a parent today dealing with uh, other kids who are young athletes? What were the behavioral conditionings or, or programmings that you experienced? What was that experiential moment that really impacted and defined you as an athlete growing up and the last question is now that you know what how your compass is tilted where is that sports blueprint compass taking you is it taking you toward a place where you want to be as an athlete player or coach or is it taking you somewhere else by chance thanks guys